0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This might be a bit of an odd choice when it comes to Valentine's Day, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this will actually be something that keeps people together. How do you like to sleep? Do you, there are some, I think there's two groups of people and a whole bunch of people that are along the spectrum, but um, I think there's two groups here. You either like to sleep with somebody else in the bed or you can't stand it and you, and you need your own space. But that's just wrapped up in so much, right? Like, if you're married and you don't sleep in the same bed, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? Although, I remember growing up, my grandparents had separate bedrooms. I thought, okay, interesting. What's the age where that happens? If you ever watched The Flintstones, Fred and Wilma had their own beds. Nobody thought anything of it. That's how it works in some circles. But still, you know, there's a stigma around it. So we're going to chat now with Haley McGee, who's a Canadian actor, playwright, and podcast host, currently living in... In Britain, she is the author of "The Ex Boyfriend Yard Sale: Finding a Formula for the Cost of Love." Haley, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Shay. This is really fun. I think so. I think it's a great discussion. It's really, really <laughs> interesting. Um, okay, now you're here to sing the praises of having your own <laughs> sleeping quarters, but let's go back to the beginning because your relationship okay. with sleep—it's always been—it's been a tough one, right?
1: That is right. I have always been an absolutely terrible sleeper, so much so that before I turned two, my parents gave up on putting me down for naps. They just said, she's just going to have a bedtime because we can't get her to go to sleep in the middle of the day. And that problem has persisted, persisted all through my childhood and into my adult life. And there are some techniques that I have to help myself get to sleep when I'm alone. But whenever I've had to share a bed, it's been an absolute nightmare for me. And so when I started dating and having sleepovers, I spent most of the <laughs> nights sharing beds with love interests, absolutely unable to fall asleep, staring at the ceiling and trying not to disturb the person beside me.
0: Is that what it is? Is that what keeps you awake? What is it that makes it even worse? I mean, you have your own issues to begin with, but when you've got another person in the bed, what, what makes it that much worse?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I think the thing is that I want to move around a lot. I'm always trying to look for a very comfortable position. And then if I keep waking someone up, I just remember, you know, at points in my 20s, feeling like if I annoy them, then they're never going to want to date me. (laughs) And so feeling this kind of intense pressure to be very, quote unquote, well-behaved in my sleeping patterns. And then also, you know, I don't want to be crass, but... Another thing that has often kept me awake is fear of a fart slipping out. Really, You know, you just start to feel yourself nodding off to sleep and then being jolted awake because maybe your stomach's relaxing a little (laughs) bit and a little bit of flatulence
0: (laughs) wants to come. See, now, I don't know if I'd worry about that, Haley, necessarily. Whatever, who cares? But (laughs) drooling, drooling would be my concern because I can drool a lot if I'm in the wrong position.
1: Oh, yeah. I've definitely woken up with a little pool on the pillow.
0: <laughs> Which would be horribly embarrassing. You don't want that either. So you came upon so this um, almost by accident, right? I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was something that you came up with because you wanted to. You were forced into this through new, through necessity. It had to happen, right?
1: Yes, exactly. So I, and I always thought, oh, I have to get this sharing a bed thing under control because only people who have kind of terrible relationships don't share a bed. I really bought into that. But when I moved from Toronto to London, England, where I now live, it was a lot more expensive and things weren't going particularly well in my career. And so I rented a room that I really can only describe as a nun cell. I had this tiny little single bed (laughs) and uh, someone who I was dating long distance came to visit me and so the bed had a little trundle bed underneath it, so we pulled it out, and we essentially slept in separate beds, but side by side, and that was kind of a revelation. Suddenly, I had move- I had the freedom to move around. We were both much better slept. We were kinder to each other. Our relationship kind of seemed to bloom, and then we were going on holiday, you know, a year later yeah. or something like that, and we were looking at places to stay, and we were down to two places, and one had a queen bed, and one had two twin beds separated by a night and we were like let's do the one with twin beds and then that was an absolute revelation because we had even more room and then a few years after that I had started making more money and I was able to rent uh, a flat that has an office in it so when he came to visit me after I'd moved there we slept in separate bedrooms and I became an absolute convert never before had I had a man stay over and slept as well as I would have had he not been there and um, it just really got me thinking that you know this perception that I had about couples sleeping in separate rooms was completely off and and I think you know we bring better versions to our of ourselves to each other when we're well rested and that can really only foster love.
0: Okay, see, now that's the issue, because you know there's a lot of people listening, Hayley, that say, what? Oh my goodness, there's no way that a relationship, a healthy relationship, and we all know what we're talking about here, um, can yes. possibly exist under this kind of a situation. You're saying, oh no, this, this can work? Well, I'm saying for some couples, sure. it absolutely
1: can. And, you know, I've done a whole bunch of research on it. Um, and so I actually learned that that there have been times in history when it was actually deemed more modern and fashionable to see, sleep separately. It was really big in the 1920s. yeah, and, um, and so it was really popular then. And I think we're going through a little bit of a renaissance around that. There are Instagram influencers coming out as separate sleepers, and that, and people are jumping in and experts are weighing in on it and fellow separate sleepers are weighing in on it, um, including one of the kind of experts from Married at First Sight, Australia, I believe, who has been saying, <laughs> yeah, you know, you really don't need to share a bed to have a good time between the sheets. In fact, a lot of couples benefit from that space and finding new exciting ways to create intimacy.
0: Interesting. Although, I I don't know if if you're helping your case any by citing someone from marriage at first sight or whatever it's called as as evidence for good decision
1: making. Well, I know. But you know they're paired together through science. That's Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. All right. (laughs) It's fascinating, Haley. And I know uh, there's definitely people that would think, oh, man, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And there's others who couldn't even wrap their head around it. So I appreciate you coming in and giving us the case. Um, Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet that is Haley McGee. Haley is a Canadian actor, a playwright, and a podcast host. Currently living in Britain, she's also the author of The Ex-Boyfriend Yard Sale, Finding a Formula for the Cost of Love.